anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm Ross Punk Rock. Uh, it's just being chopped for right now. Dave's supposed to hop on here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just been a long time since we've had chop on the show. We just wanted to, you know, no pun intended, we just wanted to chop it up with him and check in with him, see where see where he's been at, see what he's been up to. So, Chop, how you been, man? I have been living the dream. I guess I don't know somebody's dream. I don't know who's, but it'll be all right. Uh, just been hanging out, man. Still adjusting to the whole no club shit, you know, just kind of being a man again without a patch. Yeah. Still adjusting to that, especially, like, going out and uh, – like going, starting to go to events and whatnot again. You know, what I mean, even just as a, as a, as you know, individual. But that that was weird too. When you go to all these events as a pastor for years, and then you just kind of every everything shit. Uh, it's weird when you start showing up again. You know, it's the same conversation over and over. Hey, what happened? Where's patches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been it's been different being around the local MC community and not so local as a as a guest now. Yeah. You see it a little bit different, I guess. But I still love it. Still love the life. Every bit of it. So you said you were uh you were going to events and stuff still and then you went to a pretty big one um somewhat recently. Is that correct? Yeah, it was uh it's one of the bigger ones that this particular um nation has in you know not in my area but not not too too far from me either. Um so I made the trip down there a while back and and kicked it with them and it was it's it's a it's a large nation, you know what I mean? It's a established well-established older nation. Um but it was it was weird cuz I met a bunch of people that you know you hear of and you hear stories about and you meet him and it's like yeah he's an average motherfucker (laughs) he's just like me he's just like the other dudes he's just he's a little bit you know he's somebody but just like i like i said before man just men that put their britches on the same way we do you know what i mean but it was cool to see as just an individual you know what I mean? It's something at, at an event that large with a nation of that caliber. Um, just to see those people on that level as just people. You know what I mean? Just everyday shooting the shit people. It's it's hard to uh, it's hard to put into words. I'm not gonna say it's like meeting your idols because I wouldn't say that. But you know, it's like meeting somebody you hear a bunch of stories about and you. Then it's like, oh shit! Well, those are cool stories. Like that's cool shit. But you're you're just a normal dude too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what makes the MC culture so beautiful, man. Is this normal? Yeah. I mean, it's just this it's it's weird. You know what I mean? Because they're but at the same time they're just they're normal dudes. Like I've said before, you know, they put their britches on one leg at a time, just like we do. And like I said, it's not like uh, I'm not gonna say it's like meeting your idols, you know. But it's just all these stories you hear and to see them in their environment just. Being, being men, chopping up, having a good time, laughing, smiling, nothing that you would, uh, nothing that the media would show you, you know, or anything like that. Just to see them being free. It's, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, man. It's something you need, people got to experience, I guess. If people, like, if you listen to this podcast and you're scared to go to an event in your area because you don't know somebody or you, fucked up a conversation six months ago that's probably not as big of a deal as you think it is just go out just go to the event man you see a flyer it's if you see a flyer the event's open to the public like you're not going to see a flyer unless it isn't unless it is so go to the event don't be scared just say hey you know what i mean they're having an event for a reason they just they want you to come say hey they're just like you more than likely unless you're a piece of shit and then they're probably not like you but (laughs) so would you say that that um 
that nation that you went and visited kind of as as a uh, individual it just kind of embodies like what you saw just kind of embodies like what we feel in the mc community like it's that shit that we can't really put into words but like you you you're watching it happen and you're just like this is where the fuck i want to be yes because i was there was one point in there i hadn't been there long and uh i looked over and there was a couple guys and i couldn't tell whether they were part of the same you know from the same area the same chapter or not um but then it's like they kind of lit up and arms went up and just the the embrace that came from it and the, everybody you could tell that these were guys that you know had a relationship had a bond hadn't seen each other in a while you know what i mean because just i mean this nation's large it spans a great deal of the country so it, it to not be able to or to see people you know what i mean like that and to see the i know the emotions that they're feeling right there you know what i mean just the hell yes my bro you know just the the, the glow that comes from it and then, you know, turn around and see a handful more over here, you know, arms around one another, laughing, telling stories and shit. Just everybody having a good time and no drama bullshit that I saw, at least. I mean, if there was some, they did a damn good job of like keeping that shit under wraps. But it, it's, every, it's everything that we look for in the MC community when you can... Be it, you know, it, whether it be a place, um, an event, uh, somebody's house that you just may happen to know, whatever. But when you can see the men forget about the public perception, forget about everything, forget about everything, and they can just be themselves with their brothers doing their shit, just having fun. That's when you really see, you know what I mean? What, I guess, oh, shit, what, uh, what clubs are really like, I guess, you know, if you got an event and it's a, you know, everybody's out there and there's a whole bunch of drama and bullshit and nobody can hold their alcohol or whatever, then, okay, yeah, if you're acting like that now, like, I don't want to deal with you on a, a bad day because we should be having fun right now. But, no, it, it's, it's great, dude. It's everything. Like you said, dude, it's, it's, it's what we look for in the MC community when you can actually see it. And every now and then, I think we get small glimpses of it but i think it's very few and far between that you have it on that scale especially as a as an individual not as a patch member you know what i mean i don't know i, I could ramble about that shit for hours dude for hours i met a lot of people listen to the podcast too while i was out there that was uh that was cool i introduced myself and they'd ask i mean i was wearing a hat and whatnot but yeah, it was a, it was awesome, man. And then, um, so, so would you say, like, how different would it be? Um, because you said you had gone to these kind of events before as a patch holder, and then now you're going as an individual. What do you think is the biggest difference, or you know, like whether it's positive or negative, you know? Okay, that's a that's a good question. Um. Uh, I would say positive. There's less political bullshit to deal with, right? If if something like that's not something that's in the back of my mind as much because I don't have a nation to worry about. It's just me. If I fuck up a conversation or I spill somebody's beer, that's me. I'm gonna deal with it. There ain't gonna be no backlash on anybody else that's not involved in the immediate situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that's the positive just the political bullshit because to be honest that's my least favorite thing about the mc world but uh the negative i will say though is um it's easy to be uh i don't want to say overlooked but i mean everybody everybody on the page has been a patch holder at one point or another some of them still are uh most of them still are but you, you know as well as I do, as a patch holder, if you see another patch walk into a place, he gets your attention before the average Joe walking in in front of him. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's natural. There, we see them automatically as somewhat similar to us, whether it be good or bad. Um, but to do it as an individual, you 
you have realized that I've realized certain men that I thought knew me didn't they knew me as a past member of this organization and I've noticed that men I've had numerous conversations with that I met had to meet again after leaving my organization I said okay well that's that kind of shows me that thing before then was just, you know, pollen, I don't, or just a bullshit facade or whatever, smoking mirrors, I don't know, not real. So I guess that, that's, that's another, uh, that's another negative of it. It bring, brings out what relationships were real and what were just club shit. Oh, we're getting deep today, man. You know, <laughs> I guess, man. You know, I would argue that that is actually a positive. You know, because we have it to is. things in the in the motorcycle community. Um, you know, we have to worry about things. Um, you know, that I mean, there's a there's a reason that we do that. We have like the prospecting uh, phase, and why it's rigorous is to to weed out not only the motherfuckers that just wouldn't make it, or you know, they don't fit your you know your club's needs, whatever, but. Also, those dudes that, you know, if shit gets hard, that they're going to go run your business to other people. And I'm not necessarily talking about cops or any legal issues like that. I'm saying, you know, the dudes that are, you know, if if, if you and I were in the same club and, and you and I had an issue, um, you know, being that kind of guy where, like, I would go run off and start fucking running your name through the mud with another organization, you know. And I think that that's pretty fucking important, you know. It is. I mean, you're the. This life's all about being a man. You know what I mean? You're man first before anything. I think every prospect's heard that. And if they haven't heard that, then you're hearing it now. You're a man before anything. Don't forget that shit. But I mean, we've all heard that, you know, and, and we always said life's about being a man and everything that comes with it. And part of that is, is the integrity of, you know, I'm not going to. You know, a man not feeling the need to do that just because the fuck. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> can't see what I'm seeing right now, but that, that caught me Dave, completely. Uh, Dave hopped on, like I said, and uh, he is wearing the most Wisconsin fucking thing I've ever seen. That looks, that, that sombrero that you're wearing right now, Dave, looks like it's made out of actual cheese. It could it's be. green sombrero. <laughs> Uh, is is chopping his fucking meth lab again? Yeah. How come Damn, every time, dude, how come every time he's in a meth lab? <laughs> it's an undisclosed location, all right? I got bills to pay and shit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, y'all sound like you're having a serious conversation when I butted in. So y'all go y'all go ahead. I'll be right back. <laughs> He's going to come back with a different fucking hat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but. I don't even remember. I don't even remember where I was at. What was going on? That just that, yeah, he just fucked us up with okay. that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, see, and he does that a lot. You know, we'll be having a serious conversation in the chat or something like that, and then just like randomly, you know, he'll throw out this fucking meme that it derails the entire conversation, and now we have to talk about you know Korean lady boys or something. First of all, I love Korean lady boys. Yeah, no, I never. I wasn't talking ill about them. I was just saying we we would be having a serious conversation in the chat or something, and then you would just throw up this random meme, and now we're talking about Korean lady boys. Also, I um I fucked up Chop's train of thought earlier, so I apologize for that. It was worth it. Man. <laughs> also, it really- I was listening to our uh, I was listening to our last podcast, and I didn't realize how foul mouthed I am. Like it was ridiculous. I need to better expand my vocabulary. I'm an educated individual. Okay. Got a couple of degrees. I need to verbalize a little bit better than that last podcast. Yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, if people want, you know, ratty foul mouthed people, they listen to shows that I'm on and then, you know, they expect better from you, Dave. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to give you, you know that one because everybody gets one. Also, all the uh, the cans I was opening, I feel like I could hear all the cans in the background. The <laughs> but, um, so anyway, are we talking about Jake's, um, are we talking about Chop's uh, prospecting journey and where he's going next? 
So we haven't got there yet. We were actually just talking about uh, uh, he, he went to a large nation's party um, a little while ago, and he was just kind of explaining what he saw there, like the the immediate brotherhood, the, you know, how he's he's heard stories of these these men who are made to be mountains. And then he meets these individuals knowing that they're mountains, but. They're just a regular dude that opens his own beer and puts his own fucking pants on the same way we do. Bridges. I'm sorry. What kind of drugs were being done specifically and by who specifically? Again, I'm, can, you, I'm, can you geotag the location <laughs> for us? <laughs> I don't know of these drugs that are being spoken of. But no, I think, you know, I heard a little bit about that in the group chat or whatnot, um, and it sounded like a good time. Uh, glad that that chop got to do that and, and hang out with those folks. And, you know, we got four for the we got some four for the road folks getting together. It's always a good time. Um, I had a question for for chop and I can't think of what it was I'm trying really hard not to cuss, even though Saturday I'm trying to like you know, not feel that that's. Dead- <laughs> I feel like it's tempting to fill that fill that dead space with just uh, fuck, and then think of your question and then go on from from there. But uh, what? Uh, oh, I know what I was gonna ask. Uh, are you still employed? Did you get fired for listening to the last podcast? Oh, your, so before you chop? answer that, chop, I need you to give us give the listeners some backstory on that. What was going wait, on there? Wait, wait, are you still employed first? Yes, thankfully I'm still employed. Um, <laughs> I just started a business and I can't afford to be unemployed right now until that shit starts working. But, uh, so, for the people that don't know, I do high-end frame-off restorations and custom hot rods and whatnot. Very expensive cars. Not your average, not, not everybody can afford it. So that gives you an idea of the clientele that we're dealing with here. Well, I'm working, going to town on the 69 Camaro. I got a bunch of work I'm doing to it. I got the podcast on, just kind of doing my thing, working, jamming out. Dave's drunk over here, raising hell, just don't shit in RV, fucking for Jesus and everything else. Just, it, it was entirely vulgar. Vulgar is an understatement there, okay? Well, um, first of all, that is a good life. Don't shit in another man's RV, but anyway. I, I agree with it. I agree. But uh, I'm back there working, and I can't see the door, but I got the podcast up pretty loud. You know, I'm running tools and shit. And then all of a sudden, I hear, you know, y'all talking about fucking for Jesus. And then I hear that a couple times, and then the volume just gets turned off. So I lean over to see what's going on, and there's an old couple just wanting to get their old Ford restored, standing there, and my boss man looking dead at me just, a full come to Jesus moment. I guess he's fucking for Jesus. <laughs> it's just full. I could, I could feel the burn from the stare. And uh, really did not know. Neither, we're not restoring an old Ford right now. Okay, I will say that. We're not doing that. But um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a tense, tense day, to say the least. So four for the road cost your boss some business. To be honest, I don't think we probably would have got it anyway because I don't think they could have afforded it. But yeah, potentially, yes. Yes. You so said Ford, the road, Ford, wait, 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 wait. You said their Ford couldn't afford it. Ha! I like it. <laughs> <laughs> also, if Ken's all into doing all these fundraisers and stuff like that, I think he needs to do one for, for Chop since you chased away potential business. I, first off, I didn't chase away potential business. He knows us. That's the thing. Is is Chava knows us. So that's on him for listening to us at work. And yeah, I don't know if, full if responsibility if, for that. <laughs> I don't know if Chop knows this, but it was a pain in the butt to get Ken to actually agree to do fucking for Jesus decals, stickers. Like I don't know if it's because he's religious or because I don't know, he wants to um join a god club one day or something like that i don't know what it is but this dude was like full-on not gonna make fucking like he's like when i get to the pearly gates saint peter's gonna be like did you make these stickers and how am i supposed to answer that like he was against making them and right now what's your hottest seller ken no 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 no. you can't you can't ask what my hottest seller is because that has and always will be 
my run your bike, not your mouth sticker. But I will say this. So first off, I'm going to back up here. I did not say I'm going to get to the pearly gates and St. Peter is going to ask me questions. There's just some things that don't really want to cross the line, especially like in a public way, you know, um, kids and spouses are, are one of them. And then religion's a really touchy one. Uh, I don't mind fucking talking about politics and stuff like that because I don't, I don't like the government anyway, but, uh, yeah, fucking for Jesus was kind of, it just, it just didn't feel right. It felt kind of weird. Um, and I put up a poll on Instagram at Dave's request and out of the like 300 people that responded, there was like 12 people that said, no, don't do the sticker. And also, hang on, wait a minute. Of those 12, at least two or three of them were just screwing with you and actually either a don't care or would want you to do it. And we're just messing with you. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. That's a fair assumption. And uh, so I did it. And then um, I'm actually going to call him out. Wait a minute. Hang on. If you, as a disclaimer, if you are, what is it? Um, is it agnostic? Is that the word I'm looking for? Agnostic. <laughs> agnostic. Isn't that what I said? You said agnostic. Igno- <laughs> I was trying to sound like Chuck. I'm agnostic. Um, but that means you don't. Does that mean you don't? Does that mean you like you you don't give a shit about God or you don't believe in religion? Period. Um, like I'm I'm considered agnostic to an extent. Um. Aren't you an like, I, I believe in a, I believe in a God, but I don't want to put a label on it. Like I don't want to say. Like, my God is, you know, this person. Okay, well, that was like half the people that said no to your sticker, so they don't count. Yeah. Um, I think even one of those dudes from the, uh, what's the 888 Club? I think we had a voted yes on that one uh, from one of those guys. Actually, so one of them used to be in that club that voted no. Um, okay, but we had one. You know who I'm talking about? What's the club? I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful either. What's the one? I just can't think of it. 888 yeah, eight eight eight. It's Disciple Christian Motorcycle Club. I swear to God, we had. I swear to God, that's a good one. That we had one of those dudes click yes for fucking for Jesus. We did. I that that's verifiable. He's not bullshitting you on that, folks. Uh, obviously, we're not going to drop the dude's name, but yes, uh, there is a Disciple Christian member that Look, said. I yes promise you, if I couldn't even if I couldn't even remember the club, and I'm not trying to be rude at all. If I couldn't remember the club, I can't remember your name. <laughs> I, well, I remember his name because I know that guy. <laughs> um, has he has he bought a sticker yet? Uh, he did not, but uh, Clifford. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to throw his last name out there, but Clifford, you know who you are, Jet Trash. Um, he uh, he he was one of the first ones to buy it, um, and in his comment, because you can leave me little comments when you buy something from my website, it says, "I can't believe you actually fucking did it," uh, and he bought one. And then uh, another guy that uh, comments on our stuff regularly on uh, Instagram, Mike Brittenham, he bought three of them. So I'm pretty pretty excited for that. He bought the sticker pack and then two specific fucking for Jesus stickers in different sizes. Yeah, he's gangbanging for Jesus, man. Yeah. you know what? If these do well enough, I'll make a sticker that says "Gangbanging for Jesus," and it'll have like Andar in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to give them like the camcorder or something, though. Ooh, that'll be another. Uh, that'll be a good one, like an old school, like '80s one where yeah. it's all fucking huge that so you got to put on your shoulder. I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah, he's too cool for us right now. Oh yes. man. I don't know how the weather is where y'all are, but it's fucking gorgeous here. So, uh, so it, I'm sorry, it's my uh, I had to step out for a minute because my kid called me because he uh, my oldest because he wrecked his bicycle or something like that. I'm like, well, you're good enough to call, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like, you're good enough to push that shit home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Improvise, adapt, and overcome. There you go. Life lessons. Okay. Yeah, you got to tell him back in your day, man, or our day. Now you're older than me. I'm young. Um, back in our day. Uh, we didn't. We, we couldn't call home when we wrecked the bicycle. Mama didn't know what we wrecked until we came home. Just hey, fucked up, bleeding shit. You, chop, how old are you? Thirty-one in December. Okay, so you're not that you're not that young. Um, but did you? Were you? So you probably remember like when we used to have the uh, 
what was it, like the 800, 1-800-COLLECT or whatever, and you could like yell your message real fast as your name, and then yeah. and then that's how mom would get it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, will you accept this collect call from, mom, please send help, I'm getting beat up at the high school. <laughs> send, send more dudes, mom. Yeah, that was uh, right at the, I was right at the end of that, having to worry about that. So, and, and not to throw my personal business out there, but with my oldest, like, and I don't know, like, I'm not critiquing anybody else's parents, but... I run a balance between you can go and do your own thing and and helicoptering, uh, and maybe it's just a product of my upbringing, how I was raised, and like not having good um, parental influence at all times. But I try to make him like go. My oldest try to like let him go do his own thing, so dad's not always up on his shit. But also like, hey, I'm watching, and you can't get away with shit. Uh, so last year uh, he comes, he comes. I get him during the summer. And last year we had this thing. He's, he's going to be 13. He's 12 right now. So last year he would have been 11 going on 12. He says, I'm going to go ride my bike. All right. Well, the way he says he's going to go ride his bike, he's going to do some shady shit, right? Like I couldn't figure out what it was, but I knew it was something. And we have a bike trail, like literally right outside my front door. So it's not like I can easily drive a car with it. Not that I won't. It's just not, <laughs> it's just frowned upon. But I figured out that he was doing something because, and so I followed him one day. So he rode his bike and there's some points where you can like see through. And I was like, all right, I, I think I have an idea what he's doing. So, and I saw him get off the bike trail a couple miles down the road and he goes to a gas station and buys a Red Bull, like a Red Bull and a bag of Doritos or an ice cream bar or something like that. And I asked him, like, hey, did your mom give you any money? You know, don't worry about it. We'll buy you what you need, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I don't have any money. He has money. So like the other day, you know, again, judge me if you want. He went in the take a shower and I went into his room, opened up his pants pocket. There's a wallet in there. I open it up. There's 20s in them. Why the fuck am I paying for shit? <laughs> but no, I don't mind that. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. But he's using it and he's going out and he's buying Red Bulls. And I don't want an 11 year old drinking Red Bulls. I don't want a 12 year old drinking Red Bulls. I don't want a 13 year old drinking Red Bulls. That's me. If you're OK with it, I don't care. I don't want my 12 year old drinking Red Bulls. But he sneaks off and he does that shit. And so now he's telling me where he just biffed his bike or whatever. And I'm like an adult. I know geography. I'm like, he's real close to that gas station. I guarantee you that fool went and had a Dorito snack and a Red Bull. And now he crashed his bike and wants me to come get him. So I'm gonna let him sit there for a minute. I'll go get him, I'll go get him eventually. Did you go get him? Not right now, but I'll go eventually. Let that Red Bull run its course. Oh, yeah, right now, okay. <laughs> Let that Red Bull run its course. Jog home, bro. They <laughs> gave you wings, didn't it? Fly that bitch home. And and what you y'all have kids? I mean, like, what's the appropriate age? Let a kid drink a Red Bull. I mean, I I was drinking beer like in the woods behind the middle school when I was in like seventh eighth grade, and I don't know that I necessarily want him doing that. I mean, you can't control all this shit your kids do. I happen to turn out all right. But I had to get up, bounced off the bottom a few times before I turned out halfway decent. I don't. You need to be drinking Red Bull at twelve years old. I don't think so. No, I mean I'm I'm with you there. I don't I don't like I don't want my kid drinking energy drinks and shit like that. Um, I mean he asked me when we go to the store. He's like, oh hey Dad, like can you buy me a can you buy me a monster when you go to the store? Like, Fuck nerd, I'm not doing that. And how old's your oldest? <sighs> he will be twelve this year. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think 12 is an age to be drinking Red Bulls. I know some people probably do it or whatever, but uh, I, I don't want to do it. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. If if my son grows up and he's on some sports team at school where he's got to be at practice at fucking 5 a.m. so he can get an hour and a half, two hours of practice in before school, I'll let the motherfucker crack a monster at fucking 4.30 in the morning while he's getting ready no, that's what they make that C4. But, that's what they make that pre-workout for. Okay. Let his yeah. little let his little ass have some of that. <laughs> but but you know, maybe. And that's a maybe, you know, but I honestly don't see my kid doing that. He's he's the only sports team I think my son's gonna play on is like an esports fucking team where they play fucking competition video games. Well then he's definitely gonna need uh, red because he's up all night. Get a scholarship with that shit. Yeah, you you can do that shit now, man. Dude, when the fuck did this become a fucking lifetime podcast? Like, <laughs> shit happens, man. Okay, hey, hey, it happens. Parenting's hard, all right. And then 
keep it MC related. If you're going to be in a club and try to parent, what am I supposed to do? Like, hang on, guys. I got to stop prospecting. My kid's trying to steal Red Bulls. Got to go. You know, or you fucking take him, take him somewhere. You know, like you're you're at a clubhouse in Oregon because it's legal there. You see some dude fucking like banging rails of coke, and you're like, "Don't do drugs." And then you go be like, "Hey, what's up, brother?" And then fucking hug the same dude that was fucking blowing lines. Yeah, that's yeah that's a, and like my wife, the other day, yesterday was it? He did the same thing. He said, "I'm gonna go for a bike ride. I'm gonna go for a bike ride." And so she's like, "Dude, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go follow him. Right? I'm gonna catch him. I'm gonna go stake." So he's he's not that smart because he's twelve. So he always goes to the same gas station because it's it's closer and convenient. She's like, I'm going to go park across the road, and then I'm going to watch him go into this this gas station. And I'm like, what are you doing, guy? What are you doing? So he – I forget how it happened, but he actually caught her driving. She's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm on my way to the store to get some milk. We're out of milk. And I was like, okay. Getting older. Another A year has gone by. Stepping up his game. Like, uh, is it considered torture or like child, you know, abuse if you, you know, work him to the point that he needs a Red Bull? Like, wake him up at 3 a.m. Like, we got shit to do. I thought about that. I thought because, like, you know, last year and then again, my, my parenting style might not be for everybody. But last year I had him on a bedtime. His mom, bless her heart, uh, doesn't. Okay, well, you know, there's, there's a lot that she does that's trash, but you know what? That's not that kind of podcast. But she doesn't <laughs> care what time he goes to bed. Um, she doesn't care that he, like, eats candy in bed and stuff like that. I do. I do. Um, and maybe, I, like I said, maybe I'm too strict. I get it. But he was, like, sneaking candy and then trying to tell me that he, uh, that he brushes his teeth afterwards. And I was like, hold up. You want me to believe that you get up at, like, three in the morning, whenever it is that you go to bed from playing video games and brush your teeth because you've been snacking on candy all night? No. That's, I was like, get, that's <laughs> I was like, get out of town, guy. So this little shit, last, I wake up this morning, he sent me a picture of him brushing his teeth last night at like 1 a.m. I was like, so I made him, I was like, okay, smart ass. I made him open up his phone, show me that picture, click on details. He took that at like 10.30 when I made him brush his teeth for like actual bedtime that's when he took it because he's gonna try and use it on me later i was like try again so i mean hey but but at least he's fucking he tried the motherfucker tried <laughs> the thing is though, man, if you don't wait until like and i noticed this man my my mama had me really young right got prayed with me at like 15 had me at 16 so i mean i, I couldn't get away with shit she she could see it from a mile away because it hadn't been fucking 10 years. She was doing the same shit. 15 years, she was doing the same shit. So she could see it a mile away. Um, all my friends had older parents. And I'm just like, how are you getting away with this shit, dude? Like, they're not, there's no way I could do this. My mama told me when I got older, every day that I came home from work high, she knew. Like, just walking through the house, she was like, uh, I knew you were high. Just I wonder, work. like, like being like a younger parent or being like a, um, you know, like a biker dad or whatever. Like, you know, the fact that we've seen more shit, like, does that make us more in tune with what our kids are trying to pull versus like a more square parent or more everyday parent? I don't know. I know that he's fucked because of technology. Like, he's leaving a digital footprint everywhere he goes, and his dad's not quite young. I'm 35, so I'm not quite young, but I'm not quite that old, so I still know how to check some of that stuff. Like I said, like, show me that timestamp you took that picture at, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. that's on that's you on you on level with that shit. So that's, I gave up the battle though, and like trying to make him go to bed at a normal time. Like he's twelve, he's gonna be thirteen. Go to bed when you want. Um, I'll let you sleep. I let him sleep in as late as he wants. But like if he's gonna go visit grandma or something like that, because I gotta go to work, I get his ass up at seven a.m. Like go be tired at her house. Right? <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. So like during the summer, um. We'll knock the bedtime back, and this is for my daughter too. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna catch a bunch of shit. So my daughter is, she just turned to eight. Bro, I've been, I've stayed at your house. Those kids stay up for like forty eight hours. Okay, don't, don't come in here. Don't. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the man's wrong, or that he's lying because he's, he's not. But they come into the living room and they yell at me like, "Get your bitch ass off the couch, bro! It's time to party." I was like, "Calm it down. You're six. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's what? like what do you want she's like what are you watching i was like i don't know a nice family show she's like nah we're watching halloween turn this gay shit off i'm like you're seven yeah yeah i'm a i'm a fucking i'm not i'm not a good parent like i mean they don't die 
that's good, <laughs> that, right? Like they're they're not hungry. I got that going for me, but my fucking eight year olds out there watching Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> I mean, but hey, she, you know what? That motherfucker's pulling A's and B's. It, she can she can fuck do whatever she wants to. But my son, yeah, though, if you on that level, you're smart, you're doing good. Watch whatever you want, man. Watch whatever yeah. you. Yeah, dude, she's fucking, and she fucking tells us everything. But um, my son, though, like we have, we have it set up. I say we, my wife, she's the one that's the good parent. Um, she has it set up to where on weekdays over the summer, the internet cuts off at ten thirty to all their devices. So my son be in the middle of playing his stupid little fucking Fortnite game or whatever the fuck it is. Boom, ten thirty hits, internet's gone. You lost the match, bitch. Get your ass in bed. Um. Yeah, that's gonna, he's going to end up being like one of the Menendez brothers. Oh, <laughs> Just stab him <laughs> while you sleep. Like, you want to turn my internet off? I'm going to turn off your artery. <laughs> We're going to paint these walls, Ray. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that makes me bad. But you know what, dude? It's also kind of cool, man, because I know I'm, – I'm sure there's been times where, like, you had to go to this fucking run or you had to go to this fucking event and you're getting home late. And you didn't want to go, but you had to. And, like, you just really wanted to spend the day with your kids. It's really fucking awesome when I'm fucking pulling in. Because when I lived in San Diego, there was this Friday night event I had to fucking go to. I didn't want to go every Friday. But it was really fucking cool. I'd be getting home around, like, midnight, 1 a.m. And my fucking kids are still up playing video games. Because they ain't got shit to do tomorrow. You know, like, their chores are all fucking done today. The rooms are clean. Everything's good. So, fuck, we let them stay up till fucking whenever. So, it was kind of nice being able to fucking pull in and get off the bike. My fucking kids are still there fucking playing video games and hanging out and shit. So, I was like, hey, I'm still going to see you little booger pullers. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. That would be a bonus. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, Chop has, has kind of talked about his family stuff before, like, you know, you kind of deal with being a, uh, an away day. I'm not an away day. That's not the right term. But like me, you know, where you, you get limited time sometimes. So it's like hard to know, like, what do I want to teach you in this limited time that I have? What do I, what rules do I want to enforce <laughs> in this little t- – like, I don't want – you know, my time is already limited. So I don't want to be this dickhead. Like, and I'm sure Chop probably goes through the same stuff. Like, you don't want to be like, all right, I'm going to be super strict, Dad, because that's how I was raised or whatever. Like, when I have this limited time with you. Yeah, it's hard to find a balance with it. You know what I mean? Trying to, trying to parent and still not like fuck up the little time you got. You know, it's that's that's the hardest part. Plus, I mean, I'm, dude, my little girl, my son, like I love him to death, but like I can, I'm a little, I can, I'm a little bit firmer with my son. Still nowhere near as firm as like people were with me at his age. But um, my little girl, she's, she's, dude, I guess I'm like any dad with a little girl. Like I'm. What you want? Like, okay, like we'll do it that way. That's cool. Like, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I can I validate that statement. <laughs> but now, at the same time, if if there's, if there's a time, you know what I mean, that with her, I can not even get loud or get mean, but just have a serious tone, just like right now, and she will stop. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that again. Like, she's. She, I don't have to be firm with her or strict or anything. She's a fucking snitch, though. Jesus, she's a snitch. And I can't stand it. Dude, I was taking her back yesterday. I was taking her back, and um, I got pulled over, right? The taillight, back left taillight on my Tahoe's out. It's, I got the part to fix it, a little circuit board, whatever. Just hadn't done it yet. I'm lazy. Um, I got pulled over, and, you know, it's all said and done. It's all good. Go drop her off. And as soon as I drop her off, Daddy got pulled over. Like, the first <laughs> words out of her mouth. Like, God almighty. Snitches get stitches, chick. What the hell? She's just a, she's a, oh man, she's tattletale. Tattletale. You should have uh, gone to fucking Murder Town and got her that shirt, dude. I don't ride with tattletales. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to get her. That's exactly what I'm going to get her. One thing uh, that I've had to do, like, so, so my oldest boy, his mom and I, we've been divorced a long time. I think we had divorced when he was like three, four. So we've been divorced a long time. So he's going to be 13. So almost a decade now we've been divorced. But like, I've had to grow up because like, 
and I still struggle. Like I'm 35. I still struggle with it. Like I don't necessarily, I don't talk shit in front of her, but I'll forget where he's at in the room or in the house even, and somebody will say something, and I'll be like, yeah, well, this stupid bitch fucking lets me stay up till fucking three in the morning. Like no wonder he's falling asleep in class. Or I'll be like, yeah, she takes him to the drive-through five days a week instead of two days a week. No wonder he's fucking got a cavity or something like that. And I'll forget that he's upstairs and can like hear me now because I'm so used to like being able to voice my displeasure with things that she does that nobody gives a shit. Like, I can just say it. And now he's upstairs. Like, what'd you say, Dad? Nothing. Shit. We're like, just talking about how great your hair looks today, buddy. It's fucking... I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that parent. That, like, trash... I don't want to trash the other one in, in front of the kid. Like, you know, her and I are obviously not together because we have personal differences. But, like, I don't want to trash him. I don't want to trash that person, like, in front of him. Like, I don't think that's, like, the right thing to do in most circumstances. And, and so I've had to really work on that because, like, I'm a... It's a bad. I'm just not a good individual, I guess, because like all I want to do is like talk shit sometimes about the things that she does. Like I'll go to her house and I'll be like, "Oh, Chop brought up something that I was thinking about too." Like you know, I mentioned having the the taillight on his Tahoe and and just being kind of lazy to fix it. Is that since you work in like the auto, you know, doing auto mechanics and stuff like that? Is that the same for y'all as it is for like a Harley mechanic? Like you don't want to you spend eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day working on cars and bikes. Like the last thing you want to do is like work, <laughs> work on your own bike. I've always wondered for dudes in the industry, do you reach a point where you can't tell the difference between like work and pleasure when you're around the same, like your, your passion or your hobby, whatever it is, bikes is also what you do for a living. Like, is that a thing like burnout from it? Well, fuck man. Sorry about that guys. It looks like we lost Jake. Um, cause he does live kind of out in the fucking boonies. So his internet's spotty, but I hope, I hope he at least got my Darius Rucker joke before we cut out. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so you, uh, you were, you were talking about Harley's, having a new Harley is a pain in the ass. It fucking it. Why, why, why are you upset about having a new Harley? I want to well, see if I had a, you know, used Harley's before my wife got a good job so I could afford new Harley's. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and a used Harley, like I said, I take a Jim Bob down the road and be like, hey, man, this thing's making a noise. I'm not fucking smart enough to know what it is. Can you figure it out for me? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 100 bucks, take care of it. Okay, cool. Owning a new Harley, so I don't void my warranty or whatever. Like, warrant, the thing that I've never dealt with before is warranties. And warranties trip me out. And maybe I'm just being a bitch and, like, trying to follow the warranty because it's a warranty. But, like, I'm like, okay, 10,000 miles service. I'm at 11,000. I'll make an appointment. I'll go in and fucking get it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, four or five hundred bucks, whatever it is for the for the four hundred mile service. And I'm like, good God, like if I could just take this to Jim Bob down the road, it'd be half that or due to, you know, I mean, if it's just some fluids or whatever, I could do that in my garage. Like, you know, but you got to have it done by Harley or you got to have it done by this certified mechanic or they got to have this level certification or whatever the case. Otherwise, if something does go wrong on the Milwaukee 8, we'll void your warranty. Like, I don't know, it's just a pain in the ass. Like, I don't even give a shit about the payments. That's my wife's problem. (laughs) I'm talking about the maintenance. So I got to read the book. I know it used to be your first service had to be at Harley and then they changed it to your first two had to be at Harley. And then if hey, if you guys are listening to this um, and you res- want to respond to this before I finally look at the fucking book, because we know that could take a couple days, um, please hit the inbox and fucking correct us. Yeah, on I'm sure there's Instagram probably dudes that Facebook. know more. There's probably dudes that know more about owning a new Harley than I do, a brand new Harley, and that's fine. Like you can fucking tell tell me the tips, tell me the tricks that I don't know about as a, as a new Harley owner. All right, tell me where I can save some money or scam the system or something. But you know what? I figured out. I think. I think. And I'm going to bring this up. I think this is like an Alex Jones thing. Harley got together with the dealers and said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Charge them three grand for one of those maintenance. What is it? Like those maintenance plans that covers all that shit or whatever, right? And then we'll tell them that if they don't get it done from you, it'll void their warranty. So you'll get the three grand from them. We'll cut you a discount here and we'll just keep cycling that shit back through. I'm telling you, it's some shit. You know, that's not... That's not fucking wrong, man. You know, and and the price is inconsistent. You know, like the I'm not gonna say the dealership that I bought mine from, but they were trying to sell me their VIP service package for eight thousand um, dollars. Yeah, and I remember that being like, hey, man, that's fucking cool. I get unlimited oil changes, and you guys fucking for three years. You know, I get unlimited oil changes. You guys take care of all the service. 
Does that include uh, tires? Yeah. I, I would believe, literally roast my tires. No, I would no, roast my not. tires and come back around. It did not. I'm sorry. Ooh. It did not because the rim and tire package is extra. It's just fluids and services. Um, so though it takes care of ride that bitch around the block and bring it back and be like, can I get an oil change? Right. You know what? Just give me the tires. I'll take the new ones and then we'll just, yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. You just ride home with a set of tires. But, um, but no, I think, I think, I think what it was, was it took care of any, like just oil changes for three years and then services for three years, no matter how much or how little you use it. And then, uh, I call the, the dealer up here. Uh, in Jacksonville, just just asking questions. I was like, "Hey, man, how much is this?" Because you can buy it retroactively. And I'm like, "Oh, dude, it's like it's like three grand." I fucking haven't sold one in a little while. You come in right now, pay for it. I'll, I'll sell it to you for twenty five hundred. It's like motherfucker. Like, why does why is that dude charging so much fucking more? He's like, "Oh, well, he's a fucking dick." I know exactly what you're talking about too. Like, oh, okay. And, like, but, I'm, like, one of those guys, like, if you follow me on, like, Instagram or anything like that, I love to ride places, but, like, I don't want to do more than, like, change the oil. And even that, like, if you got a special going on, I'll go to you to get my oil change because, number one, I'm lazy. I got other shit to do, all right? I got a wife, two kids, a job. Like, you know what? And I don't, like, I love guys that can wrench on Harleys, and I love watching what they can do and, and like, learning from them and, like, seeing what they put out. I don't have a desire to do it. Like, I don't have the passion to, like, let's tear apart this engine and, and build it back better. Or let's let's diagnose this problem and let's really get in the weeds and figure out what's going on and stuff like that. That doesn't interest me. I want to, like, ride it really far. And I want to support dudes that can, like, do that by giving them 100 bucks, 200 bucks on a brand new Harley, three grand, <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> the fucking case may be. Like, I enjoy dudes that have that as a passion. I don't. And, like, even when I, like, if I do, like, a three-hole change or even just a simple oil change here at the house, like, I got to listen to my wife. Like, so we have, like, a to dump the oil, there's a there's a spot that we can take stuff to and the city will collect it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I don't do that the same night that I did the oil change. And I swear to God, she comes in the garage 30 minutes after I change the oil. When are you going to take that to the collection point? I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I just did it. So, like, to me, it's like, dude, if I can do 100 bucks to the homie, and not have to do it, not have to take it to the collection point, and not listen to my wife. That's money well spent. Big facts, big facts. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know, man. Like I'm the kind of guy where I really enjoy customization, right? I like doing bars. I like doing, you know, finding finding weird shit where you know you just gotta manipulate it a little bit. You put it on your bike, it looks fucking cool. Um, I get really excited about that until I'm doing it. And it's just like, this is the fucking worst. I don't know why I decided to fucking do this. <laughs> you know, and and you know what? I, I got I do have to say this, though. I bought those thrashing bars from uh, Tulane Life. I absolutely fucking love them. I got Vans grips on them now. It's it's just a super fucking comfortable setup. Once um, again, got them from Tulane Life. That is www.thenumber2lanelife.com. Um... <laughs> But, uh, but no, I, I mean, it, I mean, they, they look fucking cool. It's, it's American steel, American made. It's, it's fucking cool. It's everything that I'm, that I'm a fan of. And then I get to fucking like, you have to cut your nacelle a little bit. Right. I feel like as soon as uh, you got bars and I got bars, everybody now is coming out with this nacelle that you can buy pre-cut for that shit. And I've never seen anybody actually do it. Maybe the I'm dimensions so on that are all mad fucked. about that. <laughs> My the only thing that like gives me peace is that I assume that like everything that you order I'm just an, I'm a negative ass person I assume everything you order online needs some kind of tweaking so I'm going to assume that every nacelle comes with like a little bit of fucked upness that you still have to drill or, or like punch something out so I'm like oh yeah the dimensions are probably off on that anyway I'm not going to worry about it but yeah like now everybody's fucking making them or at least more companies are making them dude I fucked my nacelle up right and and. <laughs> <laughs> to make it even worse, I'm gonna tell myself here. To make it even fucking worse, is I like they they ship you everything you fucking need to do this job. They ship you the spacers, the bars, the risers. They ship you a fucking sticker that you put on your nacelle that says "cut here," right? And you put it on there, and I still fucked it up because I got really frustrated and. Uh... <laughs> Um, I got really fucking frustrated and I have to cut that last part out. 
<laughs> no, it's keep going. You're fine. Okay, okay. Um, I got I got really frustrated. So while I was doing it, and it wasn't. It's it's just because I suck. It's not the it's not Thrashin's fault. Um, but I felt like the risers had to go like they had to sit into the nacelle a little a little deeper, and then they wouldn't be straight if you did that. So I was like, oh, well, the sticker's wrong. you got to fucking bring it out a little bit. No, the sticker wasn't wrong. Kenny was wrong. <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah, dude. I Like I said, if I got a homie that likes to do that shit and they want to make a little bit of money, look, my wife works hard enough for me to support you, okay? So let's fucking, let's fucking do that. And once again, that's www.bassunsupply.com. <laughs> but <laughs> support me, damn it. No, well, you, hey, just released some new, you just released some new stuff too, right? I did. I think it was like fucking 10 new products, 13, and, somewhere in there. And Fucking for Jesus is the best one. Fucking for Jesus is one of them. Um, you can get that up to a five and a half inch uh, sticker. But spend money on that. However, if you're broke, don't spend money on it. Because you should obviously like pay bills and get food first. And then also get gas, go to Sturgis. We actually got a bartender. Is that the right word? Bartender? A drink a drink uh purveyor of, of drinks. I don't know what the technical term is, but anyway. So uh, I believe it's I believe it's mead wench. So this drink wench <laughs> is going to um she's going to pass out. Is it Bastard Supply stickers or fucking for Jesus stickers? Um, so I think I sent her um, a couple of uh, Bastard Sun Supply stickers. I don't think so they also, are. And you're going to notice her because she's going to be wearing a fuck and our um, tank top. So that's how that promotion is going to work. And then she'll have some fucking stickers to give away. Dude, I feel like with the fuck and our tank, if you get a picture with her wearing it and we can tell folks what bar she's working at she works at the the side hack i mean at least i hope we can tell people <laughs> but well, i feel like now. <laughs> you if you get a picture with her wearing that tank you should get like a free beer or a discounted beer. you know what hang on i'm gonna film this i'm gonna record us saying this and send it to her so i feel like if you get a picture with this bartender in Sturgis. I don't know if she wants us using her name, so I won't just yet. But if you get a picture with her in her fuck and our tank top, that should be like a half off beer or free beer or or something. And like, if, you know, if she's got some mercenary motorcycle stickers left or some bastard sun stickers left and she give those, gives those out, there should be like a, you post it, hashtag it, some shit, you get a free beer. Oh, come on, a free beer. You know what? I'll even go farther than that. You send, you send uh a photo of you with this bartender um at all right i'm not gonna say she she Wait, just clothed, clothed or unclothed yes so <laughs> <laughs> you send you send uh you send a, a picture of that to bastard sun supply instagram that's bssc underscore clothing instagram um i will give you a fucking half off coupon but you got to send me a picture of the bartender. She will be wearing her fuck and our tank top. You'll know where she's at. You'll know her. You'll be like, hey, fucking punk rock said. And then that'll be good. But you got to send it to me so I can give you a half off discount. Yeah, um, I like but, and, but I did and send her give you a free beer. I think that should be good for uh, at least a half price beer. Fuck it. <laughs> so I sent but, her um, um, both of my like banner stickers. Yeah. Um, and one of them is the brand new one that says that we're working harder than an ugly stripper. So you should. And I know some, some ugly stripper, but hopefully, uh, I've been trying to get no shame to go out there. I don't know. Uh, so I actually have an idea. I was talking to Jace, uh, from fast life and I would, I want to get in. I know we've had him on twice, but I love his views as like a dude ripping motorcycles and hanging out with dudes and almost like a like how you would in a in a club without without the politics or the protocol of being in a club and somebody that gives an outside view versus a club view i like that i like that kind of that yin and the yang the give and the take of having him talk with club guys and giving his perspective versus ours um on certain things and and one thing that i was kicking around with him when i was talking to him yesterday 
was you know the rallies uh so like some of us from four for the road like i said i've been trying to get no shame to go i'm gonna go uh some of the mercenary motorcycle guys are gonna go uh two lane life's gonna go fast life goes um outcast manufacturing uh outcast culture manufacturing they're gonna be out there so you have dudes that are bringing performance dinas racing you know, obviously you have the old school stuff that I really like, like the hill climbs and the and the flat tracks and stuff and the drag the drag show. There's a drag show coming back. Um, motorcycles, not dudes in dresses. Uh, but I like both. But um, so you know, you have shit that's coming back to these rallies. Do you have the tassels and the hell yeah, bros? Of course, you're always gonna have that. You're just anywhere that somebody can like for a minimal fee pretend to be cool or badass or whatever their fucking whatever their desire is you're gonna have those kind of people but i think that that you know even some clubs like it's a you know some of these rallies are a big run for certain clubs and i think they're starting to come back to that life or to those events and you can say whatever you want negative about them i get it the jacked up prices on a hotel sucks or having to camp might suck for some people. Drifter doesn't like camping. I don't blame them. The $12 beers, you know, like some of that shit is retarded, but can we say retarded? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, again, like well, I said, like I have a sticker stick- that says fucking for Jesus. I think we can say retarded. And, and like, like I was talking with Jace, like, you know, you're seeing a turn in the last few years, I think where younger guys or, or some older guys and different platforms of, Perform, performance builds or racing or the club scene or whatever are trying to take back these rallies and make them fun again, uh, you know, so that you don't have something like just, uh, and not talking shit, but I think Born Free is a really cool example of something that kind of started indie, got trendy, and now there's all these kinds of restrictions. And and really, if you, like, you know, you, an attitude, I guess, about Born Free, like, oh, you're not cool enough to be here, stuff like that. And 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 I think, you know, you see some guys trying to take some of that stuff back and make it, you know, as much as the motorcycle world ever will be, uh, inclusive. So it's some cool show. Anyway, that's a show that I was thinking that we could do uh, in a few weeks and stuff like that, get Jason again and, and you know, talk with some, have some club guys on or whatever and, like, get that back and forth discussion about, you know, attending these events versus not attending. And, you know, did we as clubs, did we kind of chase ourselves away earlier and now we're coming back? And I don't know, there's a lot of, like, if you actually get into it and don't just have a knee-jerk reaction to the word Sturgis or the word Daytona or whatever, I think that there's a good conversation that can be had there. So we'll look at that. Um, any other type shows, shit, we got coming up? Oh, you got uh, the profiling project, right? Is that, are we uh, allowed to say? Yeah, so I'm, I'm working with the Motorcycle Profiling Project again. Um, we're going to try to get them on next week. Um, but I'm doing the same thing I did uh, before, right? So uh, proceeds that I earn. Um, and this is for the entire store, okay? This isn't just for the four for the road Motorcycle Profiling Project stuff. This is for the entire fucking store. Um, whatever you buy, except for the fucking sticker pack, because I'm, I'm legit, I'm breaking even on the sticker pack. That's why I took the discount away for it. Um, so you're basically... Uh, that's, that's what everybody says. Ah, well, hey, it cost me... I was charging 30 bucks for the sticker pack. I'm still charging 30 bucks for the sticker pack. Um, but it's it costs me $28.95 to fucking ship that shit out. So I took the discount away. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, anything that you fucking buy from BastardSunSupplyCompany.com. Uh, for the month of July, and then depending on how well this does, uh, we're just going to keep going, um, is going to be donated to um, the Motorcycle Profiling Project. Double D is doing an amazing job. Uh, are you going to have, have uh, him and Spike back on the show? Uh, I'm going to try to get Spike. I'm going to try to – well, I'm going to try to get the three big ones, right? I'm going to try to get Spike, Double D, and Professor Blade, um, and Irish. Sorry, four of them. Uh, I'm going to try to get all four of them on the show. Um, cause I think that that would be a really knowledgeable show. I think that would be definitely not one to just fucking play in the background, but definitely one to, to listen to. You can learn, um, and then you can learn how to fucking, uh, help in the fight. You know, it's not just about donating five bucks. It's about how you conduct yourself, uh, when you are in an engagement with a law enforcement officer. Um, you know, certain things you say, certain things you shouldn't say. Uh, stuff like that. And, you know, if you listen to our two-part episode 
that we had, I think it was last year or the year before, um, you know, we, we got a shit ton of information from that. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that they're doing an amazing job. Um, and we can promote that again on our platform as well. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think um, I always love getting professors insights just because we have more access to him than we do, say, Double D or Spike. Uh, so hearing professor actually on a podcast, I always enjoy um, versus just like getting to text him or, or whatever we do in the group. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that um, all four of them enjoy it. You know, I mean, they don't none of them make fucking money off of this stuff. Yeah. Right. So like the the Patreon that like they have a Patreon for the Motorcycle Profiling Project um, for their podcast and they have a donate button. Right. But that doesn't go into Double D's pockets. That doesn't go into Spike's pockets. That it doesn't go into the lawyer's pockets. pockets. That goes into the lawyer's pockets, like you were saying. Right. But they see we can bitch and we can post about this shit on our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our personal pages all we want to um and try to educate people all we want to what these guys do is they hire lawyers they go to state capitals that have um a motorcycle profiling uh law that says like no it's okay for us to profile you because you're a biker or because you're in a club or because you're in a specific club we're allowed to profile you and pull you over and harass you and fuck your entire day up just because you are who you are or you are someone that rides a motorcycle and that's not all right um and these guys are fighting that fight on a legislative level and not just you know share this information on facebook no. you know so that's that's why it's like it's important to me i know it's important to a lot of other people and that's why i want to bring more awareness and more attention to it and help support that cause um with my with my business yeah, I agree. Agree, but I think what do we have? We have like fifty-four minutes of of this episode. We can keep this one short. I should probably go and pick the kid up. Is <laughs> he still at home? No, he's waiting. He's waiting. Oh, but he's just sitting there waiting. Yeah. What the fuck? It's a good life lesson, bro. No, I don't feel bad at all. Not at all. It's a good life no, lesson. Okay? He said, "Fucking push hey. his bike home." I'll go pick him up. Yeah, you're a good dad. Well, you're going to wait, but you're going to wait. Yeah. So, well, anyway, uh, yeah. So, I don't know when the next episode will be or who will be on it. So, we have been, we have been having group discussions about trying to get more people to record um, on their own so that Ken doesn't have to be there or I don't have to be there or Drifter or Trash doesn't have to be there. Um, we have lots of guys, you know, 11 of us in the group with good insights. Uh, you know, they're all living that club life. So the summer obviously is going to be a little bit more difficult to, to get that shit together. But rest assured, for whatever it's worth, the conversations are being had. Uh, we rely heavily on no shame to take over. <laughs> so we're going to put that out there. No pressure, big guy. No pressure. no pressure. But now it's public. We need you to, to step up your game. Just a little bit, though, you know, because, I mean, he he does a lot, you know. I mean, we're, we're still waiting on a new banner to get uh, to get Road Dirt on there. That's all I'm saying. But then I can't. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He hasn't even made he hasn't even made the new banner for Homeboy. Uh, but I also can't talk too much shit because we still haven't got Road Dirt on a show. So that's a good point. He, we need his introductory episode. We do, we do. But I know he is uh, he is busy currently, so I don't feel bad about him not being on this one. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for uh, Dave. Thanks for taking the time. We know we know uh, you know you got hey, a person. We lost Chop too. Yeah, and you know we 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 lost Chop, but you know shit happens when you got. I guess Comcast Internet or whatever the fuck he's got <laughs> in here. But yeah, I was just Comcast shut my shit off. But cricket wireless, cricket wireless Wi-Fi. Jesus. All right. Well, hey, uh, we we appreciate all the support, everybody. Um, and again, please go to uh, Bachelor Sun Supply, pick something up that's going to go to the Motorcycle Profiling Project. And if you think my shit's lame and you don't want to buy anything from me, that's fine too. Um, you can share the posts that are being shared on Facebook. You can talk to your friends about this because maybe they might be interested in the shit that I sell. Um, you, know, fuck or, Jesus. you know what? This should have been at the front of the show. This should be in the hashtag of, of the show. Fuck for Jesus and hashtag us in it so, I don't, so we can watch. 
That would be fucking amazing. Um, so you <laughs> send us your videos of you fucking for Jesus. <laughs> yes, do that. Um, also, you could uh, go to the MotorcycleProfilingProject.com's website, and you can donate directly to them as well. But uh, don't send them videos of fucking for Jesus. Send it to us. Yeah, you send it to us. That's punk rock or FTR on Instagram. Or you could send it to the main page on Instagram because I'm pretty sure there's some people. Eh, fuck it. You can just send it to an inbox somewhere. It could be your grandmother's inbox. I don't know. Just send it to an inbox. We're going to enjoy it. And, uh, again, we appreciate all the support, guys. Hey, I, went, uh, I, once oh. accidentally, I once accidentally sent a video of myself jerking off to my grandma. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I got to go.